the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. The old saying goes, uh, sell to the masses, live with the classes, right? Uh, the Sam Walton and Walmart's experience, for example. And that may be true, but uh, the converse isn't necessarily sell to the classes and live with the masses. No, the Mercedes dealership owner lives with the classes too. And do we see this happening now in corporate culture, particularly Fortune 1000 companies more generally, that they're happy to eschew the masses in order to live or at least be accepted and sanctioned by the champagne socialists who drive behavior and control the institutions that have particular appeal to the classes. Follow all that? Hopefully Matt Purple did. He is our next guest, and he's uh, written about this in the context of uh, Disney Corp as one prime example. Matt Purple is a senior at the American Conservative, AmericanConservative.com. Matt, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good. So and what about that? What about uh, Disney, of all places, um, discarding lower to middle income families and uh, their kids uh, eliminating them potentially as uh, lifelong consumers of Disney products uh, in order to uh, fall in line with uh, woke think. Yeah. Well, my, my conservatism used to focus primarily on government and limiting government, making sure that it can't intrude too far into our lives. And as it happens, I think that's still a worthwhile endeavor and something we ought to focus a lot on. Uh, but what you're noticing as we progress here, supposedly, is that big corporations are falling to this woke ideology, right? In other words, the wokesters have discovered that there isn't, you don't necessarily need to pass a law to shut somebody up or to have your way. You only need to capture the right corporate gatekeepers, a company like Disney, for example, or like as we just uh, experienced, the, the company that publishes Dr. Seuss as well. Um, and in terms of Disney, what you're seeing is, uh, they are firing people like Gina Carano over sharing an allegedly offensive uh, meme online. Um, you know, they, they're, they're going woke, basically. They're kind of embracing that ideology. They're shutting down Splash Mountain at their Magic Kingdom property because they deemed it to be, it is based on an offensive movie, but the, the ride itself wasn't offensive. Nevertheless, there's activists complaining about it, so they have to, they, it, it has to go. Uh, they're, they're being cowed by these people. They're bowing before these people. Uh, the activists know exactly what they're doing, and, and they've gotten to them. And it's particularly hypocritical in Disney's case because uh, all their theme parks, pardon me, not all their theme parks, but their Disney World theme parks are all down in Orlando, uh, which is the poorest, or it has the lowest wages of any metropolitan area in the country. Uh, so they claim to be in favor of the disenfranchised and the marginalized, uh, but they don't actually pay their workers very well, which is interesting to note. Well, it, but here's the thing. They're obviously making a calculation that uh, this will not uh, impact our bottom line or negatively impact it such that um, we can't afford to uh, to fall in line. Yeah, they are. And, you know, this takes us into the Dr. Seuss story as well. We all learned last night that eBay 
is no longer going to carry any of the titles that the estate recently decided to stop publishing. Uh, you know, titles like If I Ran the Zoo and, and Mulberry Street. And um, it, it just gets back to this idea that, you know, if you can pressure the right companies, then you can prevent ideas from even getting out there at all, from even disseminating in, in the first place. And I, I think that we need to stand up for this because this has a very big impact on our culture. And but, it isn't just going to stop. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. But, but how, how do you do that? Because if it's untrue that you go woke and you go broke and there's no evidence to really suggest it is true at this juncture, I mean, it could change, uh, but that's not true right now. Then, then how, how do you do that? Particularly conservatives, you know, we're not so interested in the organized boycott like the left is. Yeah, and maybe we need to become more interested in it. And I really, I've resisted this for a long time. I hate this idea that every time a company does something you, do, you don't like, then therefore you have to, you know, get away from it. I, I think right. that, that just balkanizes us even further. Uh, but it's getting to a point where, where culture is being erased, culture is being wiped out, and where just the overall cultural climate is becoming very hostile not just to what we believe, but to our ideas even being out there. And I think you have to find a way, this is only going to stop, when these big corporations decide that the economic pain that's caused by surrendering to the woke people is greater than by not surrendering. And I, don't, I haven't quite figured out what that looks like yet. I'm not sure anybody quite knows what it looks like yet. I think that uh, Trump tried to impose some of that pain by calling these people out on Twitter. Uh, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, it doesn't seem like it did. But uh, there needs to be an ongoing discussion about this going forward because uh, this is where it's headed, and, and I see no reason why it would stop. Well, maybe they'll be undone by their own internal contradictions. And I want to pick up our discussion there with uh, an example that uh, relates to Disney in part. More with Matt Purple from the American Conservative, theamericanconservative.com, right after this. Welcome back to the show. We're speaking with Matt Purple, who's senior editor at the American Conservative, theamericanconservative.com, talking about uh, woke culture and the, uh, you know, the, the totalitarian identitarians. And what does it look like to push back against uh, what Disney or the NBA or other major institutions uh, in the private sector, big corporations, wealthy individuals, high profile status? What does it look like? And the question maybe, Matt, is... Um, uh, rather than say we need to be more focused on things that we're loath to do as conservatives, like uh, boycotting a company every time they make a decision you don't like, as you were saying before the break. Maybe we just sit back and say, ultimately, uh, we should do what we should focus on what uh, we like to do and let the internal contradictions of the other side uh, have their way. Sort of thinking about this uh, in a Cold War sense, the internal contradictions of the Soviet Union, ultimately, it's undoing. And the internal contradictions of the identitarian ideology could ultimately be its own doing. For example, uh, this week, the uh, Chinese communists, accord in communist China, ruled that homosexuality could be classified as a mental disorder. Well, how uh, NBA, 
how Disney are you going to uh, remain servile to Chinese communists for access to their market when they're promoting ideas that run counter to your ideology? Maybe it's just holding them to what they're putting forward rather than trying to argue from a place of principle about uh, free thinking in a free society. Yeah, or, you know, committing genocide against the Uyghurs, as everybody except the Biden administration thinks they're doing. Certainly, there's a contradiction to be had there. And the left has gotten annoyed about China in the past, too. So there's certainly an internal contradiction, like you said. I think the bigger internal contradiction, if you ban something and if you stigmatize something, eventually you're going to make it fun to say. Eventually, because everybody likes to break taboos, right? Everybody likes to rebel against the man and to revolt. And at some point, you know, people like comedians, for example, who depend on crossing lines for their business, they're starting to realize now that most of those lines are being drawn by the left rather than the right. Eventually, like people are going to, to, I just think, rise up against this because it demands so much. It puts so many restrictions on discourse and on critical thought. It basically says you have to believe what they believe or else that you can't sustain that, you know, given what a diverse and various country we are. People inevitably arrive at different conclusions. Sorry to interrupt, but do you worry about the ability of the the combine of the big tech and big corporate America combined with big government effectively silencing uh, those who would cross said lines. I mean, if, if you get uh, eliminated on social media, if you get eliminated in the digital space, you're largely eliminated from the discourse. You are. I mean, there's other ways you can get your voice out there. You can start a blog or something, although maybe soon those will be clamping down, too. I don't know. I certainly agree that they can make it very difficult in the short to medium term, right? Even if this does go the way of the Soviet Union and it collapses, it can be it can cause a lot of censorship and a lot of pain in the in the meantime. And, you know, the question is what we do about that. I haven't quite worked my way to an answer for that, but I will mm-hmm. tell you this much. Disney might be a good place to start because Disney used to be a very conservative company because they understood that they're their customers were mostly middle class, right? That they were appealing really to broad middle class America, families with children and so on. Uh, They've moved away from that. They've started pandering to the upper classes more. Uh, But they're still, relatively speaking, this is a new identity for them. It may be worth it to say, okay, well, if you really want to make that transition, then go ahead. Uh, But we're going to take our money elsewhere. We're not going to go to your theme parks. We're not going to buy your your movies. We're going to try something else and, and see what kind of effect that has. I don't, again, I don't know. But I think Disney would be particularly vulnerable to that. What about, um, you know, these corporations and, and the C-suite executives that are the decision makers being pushed into positions they really don't want to take but are, are effectively having to take in order to keep the barbarians at the gate, the sentimental variety of barbarians? Um, and so maybe it's with respect to a particular film or a particular artist. But then maybe it becomes things like uh, you got to sign on to reparations. Uh, you have to sign on to banning gas stations in California. You know, you have to sign on to things that it, 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 that increasingly puts you in a precarious position, both financial, particularly financially, in terms of the viability of your enterprise. Yeah, I think so. And that's going to be weighed against the financial viability of a lot of young people, a lot of young consumers in that target demo who are coming up do believe in this wokeness, which is why these companies are particularly susceptible to that, because everybody likes a young customer, a young client base. So that's kind of the mitigating force in the other direction. But, you know, I I also just think, too, eventually the sheer volume of demands are going to become impossible to meet. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, these people, they you take the Dr. Seuss canceling, for example. Some of these books, like Scrambled Egg Super, are difficult to find. It's not like the Lorax where you can just go to the library and it's readily available. Some of these titles haven't really been circulated all that heavily. 
Yet they still went out. They still found them. They still found the insensitive depictions. They still demanded that they were canceled, and, and they got their wish. And, you know, for people who are willing to just go to their utmost to find things that offend them, to, to find reasons, new reasons to be offended, there's no stopping that process. It's just going to snowball and snowball. And, you know, hopefully at some point it just becomes too much for corporate America and they, they you know, make a decision to stop cowing to these people. Do, do you worry that um, they're uh, sort of prompting uh, peaceful, pluralist, freedom-loving people into fights that they want us to take up as opposed to the fights we should be taking up. I mean, uh, we take up Dr. Seuss and very few people take any notice of Shakespeare being uh, exiled from humanities departments and colleges across the country over the last several years. Or, or we're taking up this area of censorship when we should be focused on something bigger and more important. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the most common critique that I'm getting on a, a piece that I just wrote about Dr. Seuss is why do you care about this? You know, that this is such small ball. I think it matters because most people have heard of Dr. Seuss and, and can mm-hmm. tell you about Dr. Seuss, whereas Shakespeare is a little bit more of an elite commodity. So it's a good fight to have. Another uh, indictment but, of but K through 12 education, by the way, that, that what you just said. Completely. And this was done at the uh, behest in some cases of librarians and teachers who ought to be the first people standing up for free speech and free expression. Um, it's unbelievable. But, you know, I, I also just think, too, that um, if you are going to go in, in this direction, then, then yeah, I mean, at, at some point, at some case, at some point, rather, I think it just becomes too much. And I, I think so, too. You know, I would much rather be talking about the Joe Biden $1.9 trillion spending package that's about to go through Congress that contains a lot of junk. I'd rather be talking about H.R. 1, that Voting Rights Act. I'd rather be talking about there's a lot of big legislation moving right now, and it can seem a little piddling that we're talking about Dr. Seuss. But at the same time, this cultural stuff really matters. Uh, It it influences people more than legislation does. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to spend the rest of my life talking about cancel culture, but I think it's an important fight to have. Matt Purple, senior editor at TheAmericanConservative.com. Matt, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Listen to podcast of the show at danproftshow.com.